0: Here we go. Ready? Three, two, (laughs) one. What's up, everybody? And welcome back to the Lift to Live podcast. This is your host, Dylan Ignacio. And of course, our co host here, Phil. You. You. Every time. So today, what I wanted to do is talk about one less how it originated, the Lift to Live apparel brand, and the Lift to Live podcast, because we haven't had done a full episode kind of compiling how there was a trickle effect of how all those things happened, how they started. And then there's also not really information for you guys about where we're headed. So I want to do dedicate a full episode to this. Um, Just so you guys know this for anybody watching this on YouTube, this is our first time ever doing a video recording of this. Um, We have nine episodes so far together, Phil and I Mm -hmm. before the podcast was rebranded. If you don't understand that you can go back to our podcast where we talk about that. Um, and this is episode 10, the big 10. So 10 already. Yeah. So I kind of want to break it down. Um, and some of this is going to feel like a reiteration of small pieces of information that have been given over previous podcasts, but this one's going to be directly dedicated to giving a better understanding of, of where we're headed, how this all started and everything like that. So I'm not going to dive deep into my mental debacles because you guys have heard that message before. But this is all stemmed from those 8 years in law enforcement basically compounded bad habits and and unhealthy habits, excessive drinking, you know, you name it, just just living in filth essentially because I was not not addressing the issues that I was dealing with based off of the things I had experienced on the job. Um, And those differ for everybody. I have certain events that I've experienced throughout my career that may have not affected others the same way it affected me. Same thing, Phil has incidents that maybe to some officers would not affect them as deeply as they've affected him. And that's why we don't compare because it's just irrelevant. Comparing what we've experienced to try to figure out who is worse or who is better is is pointless because it doesn't really necessarily matter. It depends on how that affects the individual person. Yeah, and that's both inside and outside of work. Right. But as an overall (laughs) message, what ended up happening with me is, and honestly, it was because I wasn't addressed to this through training or anything like that which is something that we need to work on in our profession is that I didn't know what to look for Mm -hmm. like I didn't know everything was happening over the past over the first like four or five years of my career that I wasn't necessarily I didn't know to look for changes in my at-home behavior Mm -hmm. you know before I knew it it was getting off a midnight shift, cracking open a six pack or getting off a midnight shift and downing two energy drinks so I could play my favorite video game for two days until I go back to work. Looking back, it's like, no shit, Dylan, you would think that you, you know, you would have seen this, this snowball coming, you know, of just bad choices in um, and a, and a very unhealthy at home life outside of work. Mm. But I didn't. I mean, it was to me, it was just routine. It was like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to play my favorite video game. I'm going I'm I'm to go out with the boys every weekend. <laughs> If I'm off on a three day weekend, I'm going out Thursday, Friday, Saturday because we're lit. We're having a good time. You know, it's all fun and game. Then you start getting into this mentality in our job where you're like, "Well, I could die tomorrow, so I'm going to go ahead and buy this thing, or I'm going to go ahead and do this thing because you know y- YOLO." I mean, you start living that. Not all officers, but me specifically, that's that's kind of the lifestyle I was living. I was living a very YOLO lifestyle. Swipe the credit card even if I don't have the money because I could die tomorrow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's a very like immature way of addressing the trauma that I'd experienced on the job, which for us, we experience a lot of trauma on the job. Uh, We experience a lot of things. And I can tell you throughout my career, I've experienced pretty much anything from violent sexual assault cases to self-inflicted gun wounds to shootings to, I mean, you really name it, I've probably addressed it. Things involving children, things involving adults. I mean, the whole gamut. So because I wasn't looking for changes in my behavior, it snowball affected into uh and me hands. right. It, it hands, it's yeah. it snowballed into this kind of um unexpected thought of of ending my own life. It was very unexpected. Um and it scared the living shit out of me. I tried to address that for about a year without telling anybody because in my profession specifically, um, we have a hero complex. You know, my brain is going, A, I don't feel like a man for having these thoughts. B, I can't believe I'm having them. Well, I know know Joe Schmoe has experienced way more than me. Why am I experiencing these issues and all that? Well, fast forward a little bit. I ended up reaching out for help. I ended up getting that assistance, going through therapy and doing all that, which I've talked about on this podcast before. And then... I went, I want to do something to prevent suicide in law enforcement. And I was in the shower and I was like, what am I going to call it? Because I've always had like this want to own my own business or like, you know, like branding and all that stuff is really exciting to me. Uh, Some of you guys know, like, I didn't get into law enforcement because I always wanted to do it. I needed a job. My father's in law enforcement. Bada bing, bada boom. I'm not going to go too deep into that, but here I am. Um, And it's been a blessing ever since. Because I needed a wake-up call. I was a knucklehead. So, once I decided to come up with One Less, um, that was like my, I was on a, I was on a track there. We have a couple podcasts early in our podcast. You'll see them because our podcast actually used to be called the One Less Podcast. Some of you guys already know that uh, because the nonprofit was all I was doing. I didn't have a clothing brand, lift-to-lift Lift apparel, wasn't even thought about any of that. So we have a really good podcast, but that podcast was specifically for first responders. It, it was first for just law enforcement. And then I was like, I got to expand it to all first responders and military, which is where we have it now. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be a nonprofit. But I started the nonprofit and started branding it without knowing really what I wanted to do with it. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know what one less was going to be. Right. I was like, I don't know if this is just going to be a brand. I don't know if they're going to throw this on a T-shirt. I'm hoping that the things I'm talking about is preventing suicide, but I don't have any statistics to show it. I don't have the money to dump into this nonprofit. I don't know how to become a 501c3. I mean, it was like a whole gamut. So I slowly started to figure those things out. And got the 501c3 status. So One Less is an official nonprofit. As of right now, we're still working on getting a bank account and all that kind of stuff. But let me just like jump into like what happened with One Less. So here's what I ended up doing that I didn't know I was doing. When I started One Less, really what happened was is I was in a way better headspace when I started it, but I was not fully healed. And what I mean by that is, is one less, instead of being about others, it, it was more of a distraction for me to not focus on my shit. Mm-hmm. So I continue to drink. I continue to do this and I continue to do that. And then over the past few years, as you guys in my profession know, or really anybody in America knows, is that um, when America essentially caught on fire, and then our profession was was thrown under the bus. And I'm not here to debate whether that was, you know, right or wrong. I'm not, I'm not getting into that now. But it threw me back into a spiral of depression, anxiety. I need to get out of this job. I need to do this. I need to do that. Bad relationships, you know, trying to put in for different specialized units that, you know, uh find, finding out that they weren't for me, all that kind of stuff. Basically, still avoiding the main issue at hand. So, and that kind of fumbled. So one less literally went from, oh, I'm excited. And I had another buddy of mine, Dave, who was on there. And you'll hear him on the podcast. His podcasts are amazing that we had together at least his story. Um, so you can go back in our previous podcast and 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 listen to his story. Um, and him and I are still really good friends. I was actually just talking to him for an hour today. But when I stopped putting effort towards one less, all of his investment kind of went away too.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Um, And it became this thing of, am I doing one less because I really care about this mission or am I doing one less in a selfish endeavor to just avoid my issues? Right. And so I had to really break that down and I've broken that down over the past two years because the past two to three years as a profession, as a whole, and for me personally, it threw me into more mental loops. Now, luckily I'd already taken, you know, Gone through therapy and journaled and stuff like that um, in order to like not hit rock bottom again, which rock bottom would be the suicidal ideologies and not being not feeling like I had control over it. And this is right right when I started to just really become disgruntled with the department and the job and everything like that. That's kind of when I got pushed out of my specialized unit because of staffing issues into patrol with you, Mm -hmm. even though I'd already been working patrol on and off. I started working with you. And we haven't talked about, we've kind of rounded about like what Morse was going through. Um, and I'll let him speak on that. Um, and, I, and I want to dedicate a full episode to that. Yeah. But basically where it was is we were both quote, like kind of in the shitter mentally, emotionally, with the job, with personal life. And this was back in, um, back in January. Yeah. Um, even a little bit before that. January is when I it was like end of fall, beginning of the winter. Season. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah, I think September actually is yeah. when I went to patrol with you guys. So yep. September is when this was happening. So we spent from September, kind of all the way into January, getting into it, getting after it in the gym. Yeah. At that time, I crazy enough. Like I had a couple medical issues going on, stuff like that. I had I found out I had low testosterone. I found out that I had um, I was also dealing with hypothyroidism. And I was also drinking still and until I quit in the end of October of uh, of last year. Um and but basically we spent that time rebuilding ourselves. Mm-hmm. We didn't really know what the solution was gonna be, but I wasn't doing one less. Live to live apparel wasn't even a thing. And I just felt like this, I need to do something. Like I can't just rely on the department and administration in the nation to turn around and be like, Dylan, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I got to take a stand on this. So you and I both agreed, well, let's get after it in the gym.
1: Yep.
0: Like, let's start lifting again um, at least as a minimum just to figure it out. And then we realized that we connected a lot on some of the mental health issues. And then we started to meet up with other guys who were in the gym and those guys in the gym, uh, younger guys, that go to uh, most of them go to GMU, started mentoring them a little bit, not like as a like an actual mentorship. We just we saw them in the gym, we started to meet them, and then you know, um, they ended up coming to us for advice because we're older and all that kind of stuff. Um and then after we'd been lifting together for a few months, um, I the the department again uh did a schedule change didn't necessarily make me aware of it until last minute. Again, I felt like I was kind of thrown under the bus. And once again, I was, I was in this headspace of, and, and mind you, I was in a better mental space because we'd been working out and all this kind of stuff, but it kind of threw me under the bus again. Like, damn, like right when I was starting to get happy again, the department threw a, you know, threw, threw a curveball at me. And in that moment, which I do truly believe that I was able to make these decisions based off of all the work I'd put on, Put in since two thousand seventeen, kind of on and off, and the work that we would put in in the gym, just you know, really building ourselves back up. That's when I decided, and this isn't the first time I've done this, but it's the first time I've done it and taken it seriously. Is I was like, I want to start a like a for profit, mm-hmm. you know, um, company, because you guys might not, not know this or not, but but a nonprofit unless done correctly is a lot of money a lot of money that i don't have uh so um, one less is still in the mission it's still i mean clearly we're here because we still advocate because of our personal experiences and my personal experience um for suicide prevention but i wanted to take a wider approach to that in a for-profit manner um and start an apparel company so then there came the idea of what do we call it? And again, I don't know what it is, but I had this shower
1: thought, just like I came up with one less, and yeah. I was sitting in the shower. I was the like, best thoughts. I, it, yeah. you know, as sus as it sounds, the best thoughts always come in the shower. I, I mean, that's just it. No, I'm just gonna leave so, it at that. I mean, for real, I mean, I'm everything that I've like been able to, to come you know up with has been a shower thought. Right.
0: So we, I'm like, I'm like, okay, I got one less, and I wanted it to be something easy, like something that people it would be grab people, like one less. It's yeah. Pretty. I mean. You take that as you want, but it's one less suicide. Yeah. Um. And then you can take that and fumble it into whatever you want. One less drink or one less time not doing what I told myself I'm going to do or one less time lying to myself or, you know, Man. whatever it is. And I was like, lift to live. Lift to live. And I was like thinking about it. I was like, is this corner? Is it not? You know, I'm going back. I'm going to force my head. I'm like, lift to live what is the and then i was like what does lift to live mean to me like if i'm gonna call this clothing company and that's before i even had a logo i didn't know what the logo was gonna be i was just like lift to live lift to live ran it by a couple people i was like lift to live like i don't even it's there's not even really a need for an explanation now our explanation of lift to live is that uh and kind of our motto uh, that we use is that Fitness is the strongest foundation to use when building yourself mentally and physically. That's what lift to live stands for. But lift to live on my level, especially when I was in my darkest moments and especially with what Morse was going through, is that at one point in my life, um, I thought that death was the option. So, and that's a I mean, that's a dark way to look at it, but just to make it, just just to be transparent, is that's why I went, I had this weird logo that I came up with. And it looks like it looked, it was like a backwards L two I's and then an L. And it looked like it said, Jill. And I was like, okay, I can't, like, we can't do that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then I came up with this idea of a skull with two L's because I, I was like, the skull represents death. Cause at one point that's where I was thought I was headed and the lift and live pretty much. Like, got rid of that.
1: Yeah.
0: And so the L's are ripping through the skull. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then literally lift the... I yeah, mean, yeah. So you have it here. You know, it's all right, right there. there. So, um, and <clears> and then I, I I ran with it. And then it was like, I sent it to you. I sent it to a couple people. And they're like, yo, that's sick. It's fire. I was like, they're like, yo, that's sick. I'd rep that all day. Like, the logo's yeah. tough. And I've gotten a lot of love for that. And I appreciate that. Because even if you don't, you can't relate to maybe that message specifically... In in that depth, and for a lot of you, I hope you have not. um, But it's still the same message for just the day to day person. Mm -hmm. It's lift to live, in the sense of incorporating some movement. Get your body moving. Mm -hmm. Like get out there and 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 push your body a little bit. Help yourself do a mental reset. The best way to do a mental reset is through exercise. Yeah, I'm no freaking scientist, but I've been told by by numerous therapist and psych and psychologist, that fitness is one of the few things that you can do that actually gives your brain an opportunity to reset yeah your cortisol levels your dopamine levels your you know um, um all that like your stress hormones and all that it gives you a chance to reset so i was like well and also to to back that when i was going through i would call it a mental health crisis getting back into the gym is the only thing that felt me, helped me feel like a man.
1: Yeah.
0: Like it gave me like that, like that, that strength. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've spoken with women who feel the same way, of course, like in the sense of just feeling that strength, like getting your power back. Um, It does confidence. And it did. It shot my confidence up. I started looking better in the mirror. I mean, a couple other things, because there's, there's things in your life that you're going to come up on that you don't have direct control over, but, but definitely um, like improving your own, I guess self-image or the way that you view yourself can be done, and fitness is definitely one of those things that when you jump into a, a space of uh, accepting wellness practices, that fitness is is just one of the defaults that slides in there. Yeah. So, January decided to to um, uh, go with the logo. Got some hoodies that he has on right now. He's got one of the hoodies that are embroidered. Um, Comfy and I mean,
1: and a, I'm
0: not a business guy. I mean, I have always wanted to have my own business and now I do. And I'm blessed for that, but I'm not a business guy. So I was, all I was thinking to myself is, all right, Dylan, you ain't got a lot of money to put towards this. How are you going to go about it? Um, and so for anybody interested in opening an apparel company or anything like that, what you can do is what I did is that you can, once you have your logo and everything set um, depending on where you live. Um, I mean, do you definitely want to file an LLC like you did just to protect you legally? And then through that you can go to the irs.gov and, and file for what's called a, uh, an Ein number and then you take all that information that you have and you can go open up a Shopify store and then you can plug in your EIN tax ID number so that like it, it tracks the payments and the taxes and everything like that um, and then and that also keeps you from being like financially obligated in your in your stuff but then um, I used which I still use until um, until we get this next drop going because uh, we've been blessed enough to ne- make enough revenue to, to do this over the past few months, is what we're going to be doing now, uh, or or what I was doing, is I was using an app called Printful, which is kind of a cool app because basically what you do is you you go through the Printful app, you select out of the the, the hundreds of products, and this is not a sponsorship. Um, it definitely isn't because they they you don't get a good payout, and I'll go into that in a second. <laughs> but... But basically what you do is you can, you can pick from their selection of inventory. You can slap your logo on it or custom design it or, you know to an extent. And then you can put all those products directly onto the Shopify store and people can buy immediately. And it's a print-to-order service. So I don't have any in-house inventory as of right now. If you were to purchase something from our website right now, um, uh, basically the order would go to Printful. Printful would create it and then they would send it to you um with a label that says "Live to live on it as if it came from us yeah that is the only way that i could do that without putting a lot of money into something that i wasn't sure it was going to flourish and i i honestly i just don't have the money to um uh to to take a risk like that mm. so we did it that way now the downside of that is your portions your, your margins are like this small if somebody buys a shirt you're making three to four dollars instead of triple quadruple the price of the shirt right. like it's it's not And I wasn't necessarily interested in that because I have a full-time career. Now, yes, one day I want Lyft to live and one less to be my full-time job. I want that to be a full-time commitment. But I was like, I have a job. I have a steady income, although I have my, you know, indifferences with it at the moment. But a lot of us do, you know, just embracing the suck, I guess, to an extent. Um, I was like, I just want the message to get out there to see if it's reciprocated. Mm -hmm. So we started to do these little motivational videos. um, Ended up linking up with this guy, Cruiser Vids, which if you follow us on our social media platforms, you'll see he's kind of putting the videos together for us. Started doing custom shirts. Let's do like, you know, we did a a Valentine's Day one. I have that one tattooed on my wrist. We have, um, we had um, St. Patrick's Day one, which I, which of course, if you're listening to this podcast, you're not going to be able to see it, but we have these lift to Live," or we had, we had these, which on the front says lift to Live," And then on the back,
1: absolute
0: it's sick i mean it's absolutely it was gas i mean yeah it's it's sick so um we came up with these and we were kind of doing little drops like that and then blessed enough your pops came through and he just embraced everything that we were doing
1: yeah
0: um and i'm not gonna go too far into to that but his pops was a former chief of a department now is a is, is a the equivalent to a chief at another department and has over 30 40 years of experience in law enforcement Yeah, it's about 35 yeah. 40, almost 40 years so um, he saw what we were doing and he saw the message that we were trying to put forward and he was like um I'm going to help you get this thing uh get the ball rolling yeah. like make sure that you guys have you know and we're and we're still in that process that was a conversation that happened pretty recently but we're going to get you trademarked and we're going to get the lawyer set up for all the legalities behind it. And then we're going to, um, you know, f- make sure that all your finances are tracked so you don't have any issues coming tax season, like just, just, to, just the groundwork that has to be done for a business to be successful right. and not collapse. And I'm blessed for that. Yeah. And then there's also other opportunities that I won't discuss right now that he brought to our attention actually last night. And um, which I'm excited for, because it just shows that somebody with that much experience actually sees what we're doing mm-hmm. and they're not, just batting an eye at it yeah because that's also unfortunately gonna happen yeah there's definitely people um that look at what we're doing and they're like they're, they're just kind of automatically like you guys aren't gonna be helping anybody you you, you guys are you know whatever what like you guys are involved in a self-fulfilling prophecy
1: mm-hmm.
0: There there's that's gonna happen in my opinion from my experience is that when i've had those thoughts about somebody else or what they're doing it's usually just a Core reflection of self where i almost wish i was in that position or you know maybe people see how how happy we are in a time relatively yeah. with everything that's going on and they're
1: they're envious of that because yeah. they're miserable um that's how i take it i take yeah. it as if like if someone i mean i think what we're doing is like that. it's like life-changing stuff that's what i'm think. saying like and if somebody's gonna as a former pro athlete, you're I, I, I used to get targeted on social media a lot in regards, oh, you're never going to make it, blah, 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 blah. But I did make it, right? So when I see these people come at us or like in my pro career, just, I mean, constant tweets. But in regards to this type of stuff that we're doing, the stuff that we talk about, it's all real. But for somebody, even even people that we know, to just, I wouldn't say bash us, but to make those little side comments, no, yeah, you're just doing it because, you know, it, it's you're just doing it to do it. it you're not going to help nobody, stuff like that. Clearly, there's something going on within them. That they recognize what they're that what we're doing, mm-hmm. that it's probably benefiting them. They just don't want to admit it, but they're taking that time out of their day to think about what we're doing and how good it is that it is going to impact people. Um And they just don't want to see us succeed and to make those changes for somebody else that has serious issues. Yeah. Um, so I, it's, it's, it's not like a blocking out the haters type thing. It's just more so like, uh, it's, you know, it's, an expe- of, it's actually an expectation.
0: Yeah. i um, trying
1: true. to attack, trying to tackle mental health issues within a,
0: well, anywhere, but especially in a, in uh, an environment like ours, where it's very right. much of a bra- bravado. I talked about earlier, the hero complex, stuff like that. Um, we're less receptive to it. Yeah. And usually what I take that as is I haven't addressed my shit yet, so mm-hmm. I'm not open to what you guys are expressing. Right. Um, which it is what it is. But also at the same time, like, we talked about having a um, having a pack, a wolf pack, in, in, our, in one of our previous episodes. That's what I have. I only hang around people that support me. Like, that's it. Like, everybody else, you know, can honestly kick rocks. Now, with that being said, if one day – you decide, hey, I want to support, then I'm going to be back with open arms. I'm not just closing the door on people, but just know that I don't have time for it. I deal with my own mental health issues, anxiety, depression. Like I like I have enough of that already telling me I'm not going to make it that just fighting those demons alone, I don't need anybody else around who's buzzing in my ear. Right. You know, it takes enough for me. It takes enough for me to just get in front of this mic because a part of me, based off of just – uh bad processes that i've learned throughout my life not trusting my intuition and myself tells me that i that this isn't going to work and then i have to kind of like unfuck that yeah and you know what i mean yeah and then and then and then i get in here and get after it but i know it's kind of like going to the gym sometimes a lot of times i don't want to go to the gym especially recently because after shift i'm just beat but i know what i feel like once i finish yeah and i feel a lot better Mm -hmm. um when, when, you know, so, uh, and that's kind of just been the vibe. So that's kind of how, like, I just want to give like a, an idea of of how it all started. One less was the original plan. Yeah. It was the nonprofit. It was a plan. And that was going to be my lifelong thing. Once I realized that eventually you got to step into something for profit, bro. You know what I mean? Like just, just, you know, if, if, if there's a certain expectation of, of life, lifestyle things like that that you would like to live or there's you know what i mean or, or you're looking to get out of the profession uh and i could be wrong here there might be people listening who know all about nonprofits and that like but i never wanted this to be something that ended up in my paycheck um it's all about
1: it's all about raising the awareness you know right so hold on one second um let's see but to continue since we are still live recording um
0: Um, And to continue, because we had a slight pause and what it was willing to record.
1: So, Um, yeah, I mean, in regards to like how kind of how I got kind of got tied into the Live to Live brand, um, the one less I didn't even know about until I got on the department that we work for in 2019. Um, And I didn't even know who you were. I knew of you. Right. Didn't I didn't even know what you look like. Right, but this wasn't even doing anything when you found out about no, it. No hell. Yeah, no. I did. I had no I idea. I mean, you might have
0: saw it on my social, but you that's, were that's, like, that's I, I, that's I, the only not- way
1: that I found out about the one less is when I'm going through my explore page on Instagram and I see that this guy wearing the same uniform that I'm wearing, and I'm like, what the hell? Follow. And then we were just like, it was like Instagram bros for a little bit. You know, we'd like each other's posts, whatever. Yeah. We expressed in the comments that we support each other. Right. And then I think I must've posted like I like I got sworn in yeah. and like you recognize one of the guys that we work for, that, we, that works with us. And you're like, bro, I still have that comment. And I can go find it right now if I, if I wanted to, but it's like, bro, like we've known each other for like three, four months now. And like we work for the same department, what the heck? I didn't even
0: know you were getting hired by us. Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah. Like I knew we were talking and you were talking about going into PD, but I don't know if I missed that or if you didn't express right. that. But you I, I automatically see the the, the photo like that yeah. they sent out in the email of yeah. fired staff and I'm
1: like <laughs> You're like what the hell? I'm like what the hell I've been talking to this dude for months. Yeah. You know? So <clears throat> anyway, so we know of a, of each other. He was in a, a specialty unit. I was I was in FTO and then finally getting cut loose. Um and then um we just I think we became close once she came on to my shift. Yeah. Um and then uh, he had been expressing me or expressing to me about some issues that he was going through. You know, at the time I had just gotten married um, and was just like happy as shit. And I was the trying to- The vibes were not. The, the, you know, it was like sad, happy. Right. So I was trying to bring my energy and try to pass it along to him because I understood what you were about. I thought we were very similar. Um, I think our backgrounds are different, but we're very similar in what we're passionate about. Right. Yeah. And that's people that's, that's, you know, just being there for one another, why we do the job, et cetera. Right. And then we'll talk about it in another episode, which is going to be absolute fuego. And I'm going to do it out of all respect because I'm not trying to have a Johnny Depp Amber Heard issue, but yeah, but that might give you a clue of what happened. Yeah. But that'll give you a clue of kind of what happened. A little hint. Uh, But the shit hit the fan. Um in the summer of twenty twenty. Yeah. Well, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on a sec. Twenty twenty-one. Um, and I mean, then I was now we're both kinda in the same boat. I think you were starting to come out of it a little bit. You're still battling what you were going through. But I was like, I went from here to just No, it was a different oh person. Oh my God, it was so bad. It was a whole different
0: person. Cause I actually, in certain moments, I relied Unlike like his positive outlook to get yeah. me through my shit. And now he didn't have that anymore. Yeah. And you it was like, it was like,
1: it was like 1000% in the opposite direction. Oh my God. And yeah. So, and it was like trying to break, like he was going through his stuff coming out of it. Now I'm back in the shirt, but it was like two depressed yeah. people trying to like, <laughs> with like similar issues. Yeah.
0: Right. Like, I mean,
1: very similar, very, like, similar. very similar. I was um, in a
0: toxic ass relationship. Yeah. Um, that went a year and a half too long. And um, it, it was just terrible. It, it yeah. was, I was so miserable in other areas of my life that I like I relied on her for all my happiness. But she was also emotionally unavailable, but still dragged me along. Right. And just was like all these promises, all these promises, all these promises. And it was just like this. And he was telling me, especially when you're in a good mood. Yeah. Because this was kind of ha- this happened before, during and after in, in a sense of of um your marriage. Right. And you were like, bro. Get out of that. Yeah. And I was like, you don't understand. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't understand. Like, like I love yeah. this woman. And he's like, bro, she's not doing shit for you. You got to get out. And I was yeah. just so, cu- I was so blind. But then, yeah. And so then, then so then, me. it was like a perfect storm. Yeah. Because when I finally decided to leave her, you had your incident and we're going through that. That's when they, it was, it was almost like God said.
1: It was like perfect time.
0: They put us on the same shift together. Yeah. Which was wild, and I'm only saying that's wild because I was in a unit, I was in a specialized unit th- through the department that I wasn't in patrol, like I wasn't running calls for service, and I did that for a very long time. But the staffing levels hit so low mm-hmm. that they ended up pushing me to your shift, yeah. which was a blessing in disguise. I mean, of course, I didn't want to leave my unit, but it was a blessing in disguise. They pushed me to your shift, and then the bond really starts to formulate. And 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 I remember you're the one who got me back in the gym mm-hmm. because you had already kind of been getting back after it. Yeah, but you were the one that was like, "Bro, we should go. We should go get after it together." I know this guy who owns this gym. Yeah. At that point, I was trying to start like my own personal YouTube video. We're not doing that anymore. I still have those videos up, but we do have a YouTube channel for Lift to Live called Lift to Live TV, which this podcast will be on. But I remember going in there, and then I knew the gym owner. Yeah. So I'm like, like oh shit! Like I know the gym owner, and then it was just perfect. It was just, and then he was all about what we were about. Yeah, and then that was just kind of the start of it. And then I was, and then I hinted to you that I wanted to start a fitness clothing line. Of course, you were game for anything. I could have yeah. probably said anything, and you would be like, bet.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then, uh, I brought the I brought everything to your attention. Once I came up with the final logo and everything like that, mm-hmm. it was like bet. And then by then we already had a little gym squad. They yeah. were all about it. I mean we got guys out here that are like literally willing to get our logo tattooed on them.
1: right?
0: And that's what speaks volumes to me. Like right. being able to create something that, that has a similar message to the nonprofit. It's all mental health related, right? But, but lift to live is more general wellness. Let's build that foundation. Yeah. Right. Like let's build that backbone up so that you feel confident walking into to a therapy session or you feel confident journaling every day or you just honestly right now and i think this is the best time to do it just be different mm-hmm. embrace that you know because we got plenty of guys that we talk to and we, and we work with that are part of our little squad that we that we mentor but they're our boys so i don't want to make it seem like we're like it's like a big brother thing but it kind of is they deal with the issue which i dealt with for my whole freaking life which is feeling the need to fit in. Yeah. Like, and I'm telling you, there's nothing more empowering than when you go, maybe I wasn't built to fit in with normal ass people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm telling you right now, if I would have actually been where I wanted to be or I thought I wanted to be like through, like even elementary school to like middle school to like high school, those guys that I just, the group that was there that I just really wanted to be a part of, other than a select few, some of them are strung out on drugs, some of them are this, some of them are that. I have my own experiences in that in, in those categories, which maybe will be a different podcast, but now I just feel like this, like ever since I embraced the fact that I know I'm different. Yeah. I know I'm different than... I know I'm more different than, than most officers we work with. Like as far as like my, not that like my emotional, mm-hmm. but like uh, intelligence mm-hmm. side of things. Like there's certain things about me that I know is different. And I used to be like, Oh, I got to go. I always got to go to, 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 to hang out with the boys. I always got to go to the bar. I always got to do this. I was going to do that. Even though I knew drinking wasn't what I needed to do to make, to turn into a better version of myself, because I I overdo it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing that, but if you, if you have a control on it, mm-hmm. but I didn't. So I'm just saying, like, but I was doing a lot of things not because I even wanted to do them. It was just because I felt like I needed to be a part of it. I need to be yeah. a part of the bond. I need to be a part. Of... And then I realized, this, I'm like, dude, these dudes still got my back. These dudes are still gonna run calls with me. These dudes would still take a bullet for me. Yeah. These dudes would still do all these things for me, and I'm not even doing half the stuff I used to do.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm I'm out here. Shoot, we we worked. I worked uh, the night before last, slept three hours, came over. And we were worked, back in the same cruiser the next morning. Yep. Worked with you the next day, <laughs> you know, on the, on a on day off. On fumes. Worked an extra shift. Yep. Came out here, shot the documentary from cruiser vids. Which is going to be fine. Hit the gym and had a nasty pump. Yep. And then came down here and had like a, a brief, I call it like a wolf pack moment, but we had like a brief heart to heart about some things that we had experienced earlier. Yep. Which is is everything um and then your pops came in and just threw the cherry on top of some of the stuff that he was telling us about which we're not going to talk about but i'm just saying that like and and not that this podcast was meant to go in that direction because i want to keep it on one lesson left to live but just understanding that once you feel empowered by your differences yeah maybe you weren't maybe you weren't meant to be in the herd maybe you were meant to be a leader in a different space Mm -hmm. i believe with what we're doing we're going to end up guiding individuals into the right space. Yeah. Because I've been there. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I've been there so let me help you. Yeah. And that's my calling. And your yeah. dad was telling me about that uh yesterday just my purpose and my calling. He's yeah. you know, and he was he was laying it all out for me. And and I appreciated that cuz these are conversations that are typically, oh that's corny mm-hmm. or that's not masculine or that's not this or that's not that or or you know what I'm big billy really badass, I don't have any emotions
1: some of these conversations have saved my life and saved others. Yeah. And to, to back up on that conversation last night, my pops came over to drop off something for us. He was going to like be there five minutes. It went from five minutes to two and a half hours. Yeah. We sat down on my, at the kitchen table. It was me, you, my dad and Daniel, my, one of our other, one of my other best friends who lives with me. We just, he just was like, I, I, I was just, I I couldn't even speak because everything that he says, I'm like, damn he's just very and it's he a word that hits we, you with facts it's
0: a word we use in our profession a lot articulate but he yeah. was just everything that he was saying was like he was able to back everything like he was able to run a open table discussion
1: yeah very well yeah
0: and then our and then further kind of articulate what we were trying to say right in a, in a better way that fit around it would make more sense if i if i could say what he does for a living but i'm, I'm not i'm not really going into that um Maybe, maybe we'll do it one day. I just, it's not my, my not my place. Mm-hmm. But he was running us through certain scenarios that he wanted to have answers for because he hadn't been on the street in a very long time and he just went, was trying to feel it out for a project that he's working on. And he just had a really good way of doing it. And then after that, it went into a heart-to-heart. It went into life lessons. It went into like this whole thing that I just felt so energized even though I'd only slept three hours over the course of two days. I went home. I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Like I was just like thinking, like I was excited. Yeah. I was like, damn. And then we had that other conversation Uh, With your with our boy Z, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Just like what to expect, things like that, conversations to be had. But those are the conversations that are extremely important, and the the, we are trying to build, and we are not trying, but we are building a community through Lift to Live through One Less that advocates for those things, but doesn't advocate them in a way that makes people feel weak. Right. Um, And I don't. I don't. I say this in a way that I have. Participated in suicide prevention conventions. I've participated in suicide prevention trainings and stuff like that. And they're and and everybody's different. So they speak to people differently. But the one issue that I always had with it is that like none of it made me feel empowered. Mm-hmm. None of it made me feel like for me, a man. Like all of it was just kind of like, and we're gonna hold hands and we're gonna get through this. And and look, I understand that does work for some people. Yeah. I think it might be a our profession. Right. It might be something like that. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the hero complex getting in the way of, of, of being that vulnerable, but I want to create an environment where you feel empowered by the movement. Mm-hmm. I will be one less. Yep. I will lift to live. Those are the things that I, that that's why these things are occurring. Um, so the plan moving forward is just so you guys know is right now on our website, of course, you can still get the merchandise that's available, but we are going to be starting to move into a more popular business model which is just doing drops. Mm-hmm. Once the inventory's out, it's out. And then first it'll be very small inventory. And then as we make more money, we can dump that money into bigger inventory and just do drops and drops and drops. And then eventually, yeah, big picture. I want to open up a gym. I want to, you know, there's all these things. I want to get in the supplement. I want to be everything fitness in that industry. Yeah. Regardless. I want to get into it. Clarifying something though, and I think this is a big mis um might might be a big uh uh miscomprehension or you know whatever look looking for um lift to live does not mean like you have to go to the gym lift to live just means being active for example i just got back from el salvador which was a blessing i didn't lift the whole time i was there but we hiked a bunch of volcanoes just being active get your heart rate up do something that you haven't done before you know do a couple push-ups in your living room do a couple air squats go for a walk around the block take right. your take your dog an extra couple blocks yeah you know it be active do something that challenges yourself and you don't have to be in a gym setting the gym is is my place and a gym is your place. I love being in the gym. It's just it's a spot where I like to be. Um but that's because it literally is just an environment that's made for exactly what I'm talking about. Right. But you can do these anywhere. Right. I'm not saying you got to be a dr- gym bro or you got to be a gym girl or you got to do all these different things and you know and you have to prep and you have to do competitions and all that kind of stuff. If you'd like to do that stuff, hell yeah. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is just being active. Mm-hmm. Give your body a chance to reset itself give Mm -hmm. your brain a chance to reset itself get out there do something challenging listening listen to a podcast listen to our podcast how you know shameless plug um get after it develop new friends
1: yeah
0: do things because really what you're trying to formulate is that backbone and unless you start doing some hard work you're not going to be able to develop the confidence that you need to probably accomplish the goals that you want to accomplish right whether that's physical or mental um you need something that's that's that is, uh, and that's why fitness is one of the best ways to do it for numerous reasons. But this is one is, uh, is understanding that getting in the gym or, or any other environment doing something, it, it, it's a, it's a, a way to, to test your abilities mm-hmm. and to compound on those. Right. Um, and we've talked about that and it's, it's the best way that I have found personally, um, like to to address um, those issues and formulate a backbone so that I do feel empowered in other areas that I need to work on
1: when it when coming to like my mental health. Yeah, um, that's how that's how it was for me. That's how it is for me. And, you know, I forgot Brody's. And it's like it's I, every time I every time I think about kind of what I went through, um, man, it, it's it doesn't. I think now I'm in a really good spot where I'm not as emotional about it anymore because my focus is this brand, the one less um, and putting content out there, being there for everyone. Um, I've had people reach out to me recently on Instagram, Twitter. Um, I do retweet a lot of things. I post stuff on Twitter in regards to this brand. And it's the message I'm telling you, dude, the message is getting out there. It's, it's my pops is saying stuff, he's passing the word along. We'll talk about, it, talk about it soon in other episodes where some of the opportunities that we might be blessed with here, I mean, we're on the up and up. Yeah, I but
0: think- we're,
1: it's, it's not so much we're not doing, uh, doing it for attention, we're doing it for, about the message. It's all about the message to raise awareness to what this and that mean based off of our experiences and the experiences that we see in others. You know how can we better other people?
0: I think the biggest thing for us is, you know, because I do have people that reach out to out to me as well. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing is just developing uh, a community of those who uh, learn to be self sufficient in certain right. areas of their life. Yep. Um, understanding that we're not the therapist. Mm-hmm. Understand that we are a friend, but I. But the but the uh, uh, the visual I like to give is like imagining. A bowling alley and and lift to live being kind of like the racks that go up, the yeah. rails, the safety rails, so that you don't go into the gutter.
1: Right.
0: Um, but that forward progression is all you and your momentum. Yeah. Um. So creating a space, and that's going to be through challenging yourself. That's going to be through going through therapy. That's going to be through taking medication if you need to do it. You know whatever it may be. Um. Or or if you're if you're really scared of doing something, just taking one step in that direction. Yeah. So that you can self correct that fear and that anxiety. Um, Because what I've been told is that typically fear is simply the direction where you need to be headed. So if you're scared of doing something like, I mean, even just as simple as like you're afraid to talk to a girl, you're afraid to do this, you know, or something bigger in life or take a career move. Usually that fear is actually the direction which you need to go. And the anxiety is is the fuel. Right. So the anxiety is going to sit there until you decide to navigate towards that fear. And then that starts to negate and then you tackle the next product and the next project and the next project. And using that bottle has helped for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, has helped me. Um, uh, like I said, I want to make this very clear. We're not mental health experts. This is very much off of um, personal experience, stories, things like that, but at least creating an environment where it's, where it's being talked about. Yeah. And it's not being talked about in a sense of, in a way that may make certain people, because I know this brand not going to be for everybody, but make certain that isn't receptive to people who don't, are comfortable being vulnerable enough to to, yeah. to feel weak in that. Right. Um, so with that being said, I think we're gonna close it out. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you have any more further questions about the apparel brand, where you can get apparel, all that kind of stuff, I will put all the links and everything in the bottom of this YouTube video. I also put the links on the podcast platform that it's available in all links before we cut out. Um and I'll put all of our social media links and everything like that before we cut out, I just want to say, so here for the people on YouTube, okay, 50 Cal Labs owned by a detective in New York named Eddie. Um, we have decided to collaborate with them. We've said this in a previous podcast, uh, 50 Cal Labs, I'll put their social media, their links and everything like that also down in the description. Um, you get 10% off if you use our code. Um, and we we've decided to support them. It's it's a it's a relatively new company. Um, the reason that I like it specifically is because I use their pump products. The product I have in my hand right now is actually the pre workout. Um, one is delicious. B. It doesn't have any fillers in it. Um, and C. All of the ingredients in this are max, maximized, but can also be stacked with the pump product that I like. And the ingredients are totally separate, so that they don't they don't um, cancel each other out or or overdo it. Yeah. Um, so it's a very, it's a very good stack. Also, I, I do enjoy being around a um, uh, partnering with a company that understands our mission and supports it. Um, also, like I said before, kind of in the TikTok that we were in, is that regardless of where Lift to Lift goes, we are going to be uh, uh proud supporters of the Thin Blue Line. And so being able to partner with a company that's ran by a detective um, who is very aware of the issues that we're trying to address mm-hmm. um, is awesome and i also think that's a way to bridge the gap so lift to live um, we'll give you a 10 percent code if you want to try out their products um, i highly recommend it you like heavy stem stuff check out um, their uh, pre-workout um, not too big on the stimulants um, then you can try their pump or you can
1: go all out and try both um, so with that being said yeah um, I'm not going to be doing it this week, usually at the end of every podcast, because this is more so kind of what the brand is um, and what One Less is. Um, I usually do uh, an officer down memorandum, memorial yeah, uh, for yeah. them. Uh, and I talk about those who've lost their line of duty in between each episode that lost we do. The um, lost their life in line of duty. Lost their life in line of duty, yes. Um, in between each episode that we do, um, because this is more so just an explanation of, of what we're about and what One Less is and what the brand's about. Um, I'm gonna wait till the next episode that we do where we talk about a specific topic um, to go into that. But just a, a brief, I think I've seen, I think there's been at least seven or eight since the last podcast we've done mm-hmm. um, that have lost their life in the line of duty. So I will say their names in the next episode. Um, and yeah, yeah. that's that's it. That's awesome. It. That's it for hey, us. Yeah,
0: for all you guys who stayed in on TikTok Live the whole time, Appreciate you.
1: I just want to get a quick, give a quick shout out to somebody I met at Police Week, um, this past week on Saturday. Um, she actually came into our TikTok live. Her name is Gigi underscore Unbreakable T. Um, she did just donate uh, fifty roses to us. For those of you who are familiar with TikTok, I don't. I'm not. I'm not sure how much that is, but um, I met her at Police Week. She had her own tent set up um i'd love to have her on this podcast yeah. um she has a lot to talk about um and i mean she all was she was all about it with us and our message um and i just, I just saw her come in here into the chat and, and donate that and i was like shook a little bit um so yeah i definitely want to have her on but shout out to you Gigi. um yeah
0: yeah that's it all right. appreciate that yeah. And I appreciate you making that connection. As yeah, well. no,
1: it's it's she's oh. awesome.
0: But yeah, that's gonna be the end of episode 10. And uh stay blessed and we'll catch you in the next one.
1: Deuces.